Lord, God and Savior, King of us all, Jesus Christ, Son of the living God, to be the glory forever. Amen. Therefore, when the Lord knew that the Pharisees had heard that Jesus made and baptized more disciples than John, though Jesus himself did not baptize but his disciples, he left Judea and departed again to Galilee, but he needed to go through Samaria. So he came to a city of Samaria, which is called Sychar, near the plot of ground that Jacob gave to his son Joseph. Now Jacob's well was there. Jesus, therefore, being wearied from his journey, sat thus by the well. It was about the sixth hour. A woman of Samaria came to draw water. Jesus said to her, Give me a drink. For his disciples had gone away into the city to buy food. Then the woman of Samaria said to him, How is it that you, being a Jew, ask a drink from me, a Samaritan woman? For Jews have no dealings with Samaritans. Jesus answered and said to her, If you knew the gift of God, and who it is who says to you, Give me a drink, you would have asked him, and he would have given you living water. The woman said to him, Sir, you have nothing to draw with, and the well is deep. Where then do you get the living water? Are you greater than our father Jacob, who gave us the well and drank from it himself, as well as his sons and his livestock? Jesus answered and said to her, Whoever drinks of this water will thirst again, but whoever drinks of the water that I shall give him will never thirst. But the water that I shall give him will become in him a fountain of water, springing up into everlasting life. The woman said to him, Sir, give me this water that I may not thirst, nor come here to draw. Jesus said to her, Go call your husband and come here. The woman answered and said, I have no husband. Jesus said to her, You have well said, I have no husband. For you have had five husbands, and the one whom you now have is not your husband. In that you spoke truly. The woman said to him, Sir, I perceive that you are a prophet. Our father's worship is on this mountain, and you Jews say that in Jerusalem is the place where one ought to worship. Jesus said to her, Woman, believe me, the hour is coming when you will neither on this mountain nor in Jerusalem worship the Father. You worship what you do not know. We know what we worship, for salvation is of the Jews. But the hour is coming, and now is, when the true worshippers will worship the Father in spirit and truth. For the Father is seeking such to worship Him. God is spirit, and those who worship Him must worship in spirit and truth. The woman said to him, I know that Messiah is coming who is called Christ. When he comes, he will tell us all things. Jesus said to her, I who speak to you am he. And at this point his disciples came, and they marveled that he talked with the woman, yet no one said, What do you seek, or why are you talking with her? The woman then left her water pot, went her way into the city, and said to the men, Come see a man who told me all things that I ever did. Could this be the Christ? Then they went out of the city and came to him. In the meantime, his disciples urged him, saying, Rabbi, eat. But he said to them, I have food to eat of which you do not know. Therefore the disciples said to one another, Has anyone brought him anything to eat? Jesus said to them, My food is to do the will of him who sent me and to finish his work. Do you not say, 
There are still four months and then comes the harvest. Behold, I say to you, lift up your eyes and look at the fields, for they are already white for harvest. And he who reaps receives wages and gathers fruit for eternal life, that both he who sows and he who reaps may rejoice together. For in this the saying is true, one sows and another reaps. I sent you to reap for that which you have not labored. Others have labored, and you have entered into their labors. And many of the Samaritans of that city believed in him because of the word of the woman who testified. He told me all that I ever did. So when the Samaritans had come to me, urged them to stay with him, urged him to stay with them, and he stayed there two days. And many more believed because of his own word. Then they said to the woman, "Now we believe not because of what you said, for we have heard for ourselves and know that this is indeed the Christ, the Savior of the world." This is the third Sunday of uh, the Holy Fifty. And we see Christ talking about Himself as the one who gives the living water. During the entire Holy Fifty days, our Mother the Church is setting up readings that are encouraging us to live the life of the Resurrection. Because Christ's Resurrection is not just His own, but He is the first fruits of the resurrection of all mankind, like St. Paul mentioned, as we discussed on the feast itself a few weeks ago. So in order to live the life of the resurrection, we begin by faith. That's what we learned on Thomas Sunday. And then we grow into a living faith, as we discussed last week. The next practical step, especially last week was focusing on the Eucharist. The next practical step in growing that living faith and living the life of the resurrection has to do with the living water. Living water is referring to the Holy Spirit who dwells in us since the day of our baptism and our confirmation. If we are to live the life of the resurrection, we cannot live a life of sin which quenches the Holy Spirit within us. And we know that the living water is referring to the Holy Spirit when he speaks about it, because he explains it himself in the Gospel of St. John in another part in chapter 7, when he says, If anyone thirsts, let him come to me and drink. He who believes in me, as the scripture has said, out of his heart shall flow rivers of the living water. But this, so now this is, that's what Christ said, and now this is uh, St. John explaining in the Gospel. He says, But this he spoke concerning the Spirit whom those believing in him would receive, for the Holy Spirit was not yet given because Jesus was not yet glorified. So we can see for sure when he's speaking about the living water, he's speaking about the Holy Spirit. One parallel that we can make in the readings of the Holy 50 Days is the journey of the people of Israel into the Promised Land. You can look at Easter, you can look at the Feast of Resurrection as sort of like the Feast of the, the, the Passover and escape from, from Egypt. And last week, and they, and they started with faith. They had to put the blood on the, on the mantle of the door and they, were, and they escaped 
and they had faith. And then last week, we talked about the bread of life as the people in the wilderness were offered the manna in the wilderness. And this week, we're talking about living water, just like they were given water out of a rock. In the book of Exodus, we see clearly how God wants to change sort of the diet of the people to the heavenly food and the living water coming out of the rock. St. Paul in his uh, epistle to the Corinthians tells us that the rock that God is providing water out of is Christ. He is the true rock. Our drinking of this, of this living water, the Holy Spirit, makes us members of the body of Christ, builds us up as the body of Christ, prepares us to be the bride of Christ, even making us one with Him. When our Lord Jesus Christ was on the cross, He was as this rock struck and out of Him came blood and water. Blood to remind us for our redemption and water for the regeneration to give us life. And after Christ's resurrection, the Holy Spirit who gives life comes and now we can all drink of Him as living water. So the water of life, living water is the Holy Spirit, the Father as the source and the Son by whom he comes. And as we drink the water of life in resurrection by exercising our spirit, we are built up in the body of Christ. The more we drink of the living water in resurrection, the more we are prepared as the bride of Christ. Remember we said last week, living the life of the resurrection is more than just avoiding doing things that are bad, avoiding sin. But taking the next step and living the glorified life that we will live in heaven here on earth today. So here we, we read the story of the Samaritan woman. And we read the same exact passage during Lent. And when we read it during, during the fast, we read it focusing primarily on the work of repentance within us and turning back towards God like the woman did. When we read it today, we read it with the focus on the living water. What is the point of our Lord Jesus Christ's exchange with the woman about the water? If you can imagine, in a desert area, water is scarce. Water is a source of life and growth for all things. When rain comes in the desert, the water transforms sort of this emptiness, this wasteland into something fertile, something that can be useful. And the kind of water which our Lord Jesus Christ is talking about was living, running water. Fresh water from a running stream. Right? And even like in, in practically, when if you're looking for water to drink outside, water from a running stream is always preferred over still water, because the still water maybe is not clean. But the running water, you can be more sure that it will be clean. Living water is a symbol, even for the Jewish people, of the thirst of the soul for God. And the water which our Lord Jesus Christ spoke about, as we said, is symbolizing the Holy Spirit. His work of recreating us in God's image, sustaining us in the new life, which comes from God following the resurrection. The life which the Holy Spirit produces in us makes us a new creation in Christ. So then the question I should ask myself, do I thirst for God and for the life of the Holy Spirit within me? Hippolytus, who is one of the uh, second century uh, church fathers, he explains the significance of the Holy Spirit's work in us. He says, this is the water of the Spirit. It refreshes paradise, enriches the earth, gives life to living things. It is the water of Christ's baptism. It is our life. If you go with faith to this renewing fountain, you renounce Satan, your enemy, and confess Christ, your God. 
You cease to be a slave and become an adopted son. You come forth radiant as the sun and brilliant with justice. You come forth a son of God and a fellow heir with Christ. And St. Basil, when he's talking about the Holy Spirit, he says, The Spirit restores paradise to us and the way to heaven and adoption as children of God. He instills confidence that we may call God truly Father and grants us the grace of Christ to be the children of the light and to enjoy eternal glory. In a word, He bestows the fullness of blessings in this world and the next. For we may contemplate now in the mirror of faith the promised things we shall someday enjoy. If this is the foretaste, what must reality be? If these are the first fruits, what must be the harvest? In contrast, when we turn from God and begin to live worldly, we are giving up the living water and our souls will become thirsty. And then we try to satisfy this thirst by accumulating worldly possessions. Some people are turning turn to alcohol, to drugs, to money, a, a host of worldly things that do not satisfy our souls. But God is ready to refresh us with His living water. Just like He said to the Samaritan woman. He said, if you knew the gift of God and who it is who says to you, give me a drink, you would have asked Him and He would have given you living water. But many of us think in worldly ways like the Samaritan woman did. She says, you know, you don't have anything to draw water out. And the well is really deep. Where are you going to get that living water? The woman saw our Lord Jesus Christ at the well as just a person who is a traveler. She missed his point when he said, if you knew the gift of God. He was trying to say, I'm not just anybody. But the woman at that point still did not understand. There are people among us today who are like the Samaritan woman at this moment. They, un they do not understand or care to understand the gift that God is wanting to offer us. God wants us to ask Him for the living water. And when we ask, we are asking for the Holy Spirit to control our lives and our hearts. The living water, the Holy Spirit, who takes residence in our hearts, not only just to, to dwell in there, but to control us or to, to, to control our desires or to unite our will with His so that we become more like God. The woman, the woman actually, she doesn't stop after asking Him, where are you going to get this living water? She starts, she says, you know, are you greater than our father Jacob who gave us the well and he drank from it himself, him and his sons and his livestock. The woman at this point still thinking literally, thinking worldly instead of spiritually or heavenly. She didn't understand that our Lord Jesus Christ could give her living water. So she, when she didn't see a bucket, she didn't see a rope. She didn't think he can draw anything. And again, this is what happens with some of us today. We may know what the word of God says. We know, may know the promises that God has for us. But because we don't see something visible, then we tend not to believe His promises. The woman didn't know that this living water is the Holy Spirit that will be poured out on the church on the day of Pentecost. All she had to do was ask for a drink from Him. Christ, He said to the woman, whoever drinks of this water, of this water referring to the well, will thirst again. Whatever drinks of the water that I shall give him will never thirst. The water that we drink daily satisfies our physical thirst. The food that we eat daily satisfies our physical hunger. The water we drink and the food that we eat 
does not satisfy our spiritual thirst and spiritual hunger. The Samaritan woman did not understand these parallel things, these parallel functions. We take care of our physical thirst and hunger and we need to take care also of our spiritual thirst and hunger. And we satisfy our spiritual thirst and hunger by the word of God, by the Logos, by Christ and the sacramental life of the church. The woman still was not understanding this. She says, give me this water so that I don't come to the well to drink. She wanted this water because it would make her life easier. Save her trips back and forth to the well. Some of us, we might accept the living water because we believe that our lives will be easier for that. And we won't have trials, we won't have tribulations because we've accepted the Holy Spirit in our hearts. When this happens, we are accepting God for the wrong reasons. Our Lord Jesus Christ never said that we would not have difficulties or we not have to go to trials and tribulations. But He did say, I will never leave you nor forsake you. God actually wants us to be challenged sometimes because it's during those times that we are challenged that we draw closer to Him. When we cast our burdens on Him. When we do not see an answer for ourselves what to do. It's during those times that He gives us power on the inside to, dwell with the, or to, to deal with those outwardly problems. When our Lord Jesus Christ spoke to the Samaritan woman about the living water, she thought only of how she would quench her physical thirst, save her daily trips to the well. She was looking out for herself. This would be a good change for her, something that would be welcome. When our Lord Jesus Christ speaks to us in this passage, and He talks to us about the Holy Spirit, and when the Holy Spirit Himself suggests us or tells us to make a change in our lives, Sometimes we, we hesitate because it usually means a, like a, a drastic modification to the way I am currently living. But our Lord Jesus Christ said He's using this illustration, living water, to bring the woman's attention that she was living in sin. And He's talking to her about, she asked her, or He asked her to bring her husband and she said she didn't have a husband and He told her about the five husbands. That very same thing happens to people today. When we are living outside of God's standards, and guidelines, it can become the basis of our life. And when we hear the words of the Holy Spirit within us, asking for us or from us a drastic change, it's often difficult for us to listen. We hear it, but we don't listen. Many, many people say to me, when I don't know what God wants from me, I don't know what He wants me to do. And I, I do think that sometimes this is the case, but many times we know exactly what God wants us to do, and we are just unwilling to do it. The woman herself, she did not immediately accept Christ as the Messiah. She says, I know the Messiah is coming. And when He comes, He's going to tell us all things. But our Lord Jesus Christ is offering all His children this living water. Each of us who accepts the living water comes into a closer relationship with God the Father. And the hunger and the thirst of our souls can be satisfied. There will still be trials, there will still be tribulations to go through. But the trial of God will never go through those things by themselves. The love of God will enable them to live a life within the standards and the guidelines of God the Father. Our Lord Jesus Christ said, Whoever drinks of the water that I shall give him shall never thirst, but the water that I shall give him will become in him a fountain of water springing up into everlasting life. May God give us a thirst for Him. And we ask God to fill us with the Holy Spirit 
that we can always find joy in the presence of God and take delight in doing His will and live truly the life of the resurrection. And glory be to God forever and ever. Amen. Yeah, he...